shift in perception. It transforms the hurt into healing. This is a quote by Ayanda Benjamin. Today, I am coming to share with you something that I've put together. First of all, for me, but to share with you all who are, you know, dealing with with life in general. I want to say welcome back to my show, and I want to greatly appreciate you for taking the time and listening and sharing with me. Um, I decided to take one of my programs and share here on this podcast um, because. And if you hear some tap, tap, tapping, some construction, slight construction going on, can't really avoid it, but, um, yeah, I wish I could record this D-Day of you're hearing it, but better now than never. So this program is put together to provide um, expertise in the area of naturally living through accepting and embracing all of your truths. And not just your truth, but the truth of others and the truth about who others are to you and for you. So my name is Angel C. Miller. Uh, I am a theocentric therapist in training. <laughs> I am a licensed metaphysical practitioner. I am an ordained minister. I am a mother. I am a wife. I am a woman and I am me. And I really pride myself on empowering you for the success of naturally living. We live in a material world and we want to make certain that we flow and that we come into harmony. Because managing obstacles for success and stability is what our life's journey is usually about. Um, I invite you out to you know, check out my webpage and sign up for this seminar. The seminar is, I don't want to say greatly different, but every seminar has a message within itself. <laughs> so, I mean, I know um, the last one I did, that message is still being talked about or mentioned. So, anyways, <clears throat> today I'm going to start off with this program is consists of three parts. Today I'm going to start off with part one. And part one is truth and trust. If you have this book, awesome. You can follow along. If not, that's okay. You can always grab your copy off Amazon. The books are $10. And the seminar tickets are $25. So, truth and trust. Truth and trust. I like quotes, so you're probably going to hear a lot of quotes, but the truth in trust, the truth of trust comes to us at such a cost that a lot of people buckle because it's, 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 it can seem super heavy and it can be literally heavy just to understand and to know what the truth of a thing actually is. I'm not talking about the perception of truth. I'm talking about the truth. However you want to look at it, the truth is the truth. And for a lot of people, um, it's the dealing with the lack of trust or the lack of truth. 
and oof, and even in the presence of trusting themselves and trusting themselves with others. I like to say for myself, if I can trust myself around you, I can trust you. That's my reality of it. So during a TED talk on the psychology of trust, a lady by the name of Anne Baccaratag, she points out five principles to understanding trust and promoting self-awareness in the consciousness knowledge uh, in the conscious knowledge, excuse me, of your own character, feelings, motives, and desires. So just understand, these are five principles to just understanding trust. What trust is and how it operates. So I'm going to go over these five principles. The first one is trust starts with your physical eyesight. What you see. I know a lot of the times I was told you can't always trust what you see, but I won't even beg. I just look at it differently. I feel like when you're looking at a certain situation or just a certain person, until you have all of the necessary information to like you can trust what you see, but to perceive what you're seeing, you need all of the pertinent information. That's how I want to put it. You may not necessarily know what's going on but you can literally trust what it is that you see now how you perceive it depends on how much information you have off of what you're seeing you can see something and don't question it and just think about you know you can put the pieces together for yourself or you can see something and go question what it is you're seeing and then gather you know your own intellect gather what is the, the information that's being shared with you and come together for a conclusion all the way around you can trust what you see trust starts with your physical eyesight i would not trust something that i could not see basically to say this another way um number two don't trust strangers too quickly don't trust strangers too quickly this falls into line with you know trust has to be earned and that may very well be so with a lot of people. Trust has to be earned because you don't necessarily handle everything and everyone the same. The person that you've known for years or a family member that you've known that, you know, has built that bond with you as opposed to a stranger that is telling you, hey, you can trust me to do this. And then if they, you know, fail you, not saying that they will, because some people are literally very trustworthy from the day one but you have to understand where trust is and how much trust to share with another person how much trust to actually give them depending on the situation or what's going on so don't trust strangers too quickly especially with something you, you don't know about you've never heard of you haven't seen um number two is don't trust strangers too quickly allow someone to earn you your trust allow someone to nurture and bond build with you number three is when people trust you it makes you feel good about yourself and that is very self-explanatory when you are a trustworthy person and you come into contact with someone else who sees you're a trustworthy person and, and and confirms that with you it does boost your confidence into knowing you can remain a trustworthy loyal patient so and so on and so forth individual 
Number four, trusting others helps you trust yourself. This goes back to me when I say, if I don't trust myself around you, I don't trust you. Trusting others help you trust yourself. If you are, you know you're the type of person who allows this time, who allows this bond, who allows the connection to continue to grow and to strengthen, then you are in a sense trusting yourself. Some would say, you know, this starts with yourself because we, we, we like to use the phrase that everything starts with you. But you have to practice. And with practicing trusting yourself, that comes from day one, from, you know, when you first start to take steps and you first start to do this and first start to do that. You're trusting yourself to do this, but you're also not realizing you're initially trusting this person to hold you up as you take your first steps, to feed you, to do these things. And so when you become able to do this for yourself, you're now more apt into having confidence and trusting that you can do this. That you can uphold these things. That you are able, able, capable, and willing to perform what it is you need to perform. So trusting others help you trust yourself. It helps you to build that bond even with yourself while you're building with others. And you know, so number five, trust is indispensable. Uh, one thing my husband used to say, well, we'll still say, but I haven't heard him say it in a while, is. If you don't have trust, you don't have anything. Trust is a necessary, I mean close to oxygen, aspect of any connection that you have. Whether it's parent-child, whether it's teacher-student, employee-boss, um, husband-wife, mother-daughter, you know, sister-sister, brother-brother. Trust is indispensable. You have to know that what you cannot do, you can try to do everything on your own that comes to a point. You're going to hit a area where you need to trust someone right along with you to, to continue this, this part of the journey. Trust is indispensable. There's no way around not trusting because once you get into the mode of not trusting, you're going to see the difficult areas and you're going to see how difficult, number one, <laughs> those areas can get. Not saying you won't get through them. I do believe people can get through these, but it's not without assistance. It is not without assistance. Trust is indispensable. You're going to have to trust yourself and you're going to have to trust another. Um... Principles are unchangeable truths. This is a quote I heard from a, uh, a seminar by Damon Crump. He spoke, and this is something that just I paid attention to and I wrote it down. Principles are unchangeable truths. So the principle that you get, even the principles of the Bible, these are things that are not changeable. They're interchangeable. You can move them around and make them fit where you need them. But they're unchangeable truths. Just like, you know, if the weather drops, there's certain things that happen. If the weather drops and it rains, the water could freeze. That's an unchangeable truth. The water's not going to never, ever not freeze if the temperature gets low enough. Um, so that's like a law of nature. But again, it's still a principle 
of life, things that you aren't able to change. You cannot change the principles here, no matter what you do. Now, in order to add value to what you are dealing with as as if you are broken, I look at broken as, you know, having access. If you're in a position to where you may feel like you're broken, what are you allowing access yourself to be accessed by? You know, who's feeling that? Because if you're a vessel and you're broken, you now have a vulnerability where something can not just creep in, but boldly just slip into there. So what are you allowing in? One thing I would say um, is a song. I can't remember this. Fill me up. That's the song. And, you know, I would ask God to, you know, fill this space with your spirit. You know, just fill me up. Because to allow anything else in, while I'm vulnerable, while I have this this broken piece here, would be devastating. You know, the, even the slightest thing that could creep in could just take your mind and take your 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 situation and go a whole other way. So be careful about being broken and and, and, and seeing yourself as broken, or seeing who you're with as broken, or you know. Even realize if it, if it is what you're saying, are you broken? You have to look at your partner choice in this matter. With so many people on this planet, like, is this the person for you? Like, look at what you're going through. Look at if it's workable. Look at if it's uh, fixable. Look at all of these things. And if you're willing, because you are capable, but if you are willing, then let's get to work. And that's what trust is for. This is what this program is for. So you can sit down and get to work. So you can sit down and have those conversations and, and know that you chose that proper person for you. In the book, if you read, I say life mate, but oh, I was listening to a sermon and he said something so it was profound for me because I was like, that's literally what it is. We talk about life mate. We talk about soul mate. And, you know, the spirit has no need for a partner and part you know god is a partner but it's like we, we really are spirit mates so there was a story in the bible oh, i can't remember who was it moses i don't know but there was a story in the bible where god basically this man had a group of people that was that had to work with him and god said you know of course I share my spirit with you all but he took the spirit of this woman and spread it throughout all of these other people so that the work that they did was done in harmony it was done in sync it was on one accord everybody had literally the same mind it's like that movie um drumline one sound one band one sound and I was like that's the way a family unit has to operate for success and I've been saying this to my family but I didn't word it like this you know I always say we all got to come together and work together we got to work as a unit but to know that your spirit is shared you know makes so much sense because then no matter who's absent at the moment you're going to respond just as that person just as the leader of that family shall respond and so this is why I like to get into the spirit mate 
one mind, one body, the body of Christ. Because although this man's spirit was shared, God's spirit was intertwined. So sharing this basically, you know, it was sharing a piece of God in all of them. But 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 he put them on the same plan. He put them on the same on the same goal so that the, so it could get done. It could get done. And that story was amazing. I need to remember who it was about though. This was an old sermon though. And if you heard it, you know what I'm talking about. But you gotta ask all of these questions, you know, to determine if this was your a good partner choice for you. Um, I recently read a post with a suggestion. Oh, this is my, this is I love this. There's a scripture, Corinthians chapter one, verses four through seven, and basically what you do, it is talking about love, what love is, and what love does, and so this activity is you taking your name, or taking your partner's name. And you and, and you place it in the space for where love is. So basically, you take love out and you put your name there in this biblical scripture. And it tells you, and it'll show you if your partner is for you. Basically, are you who you're supposed to be for your partner? This, you know, of course, the scripture talks about love being patient, love being kind. So your partner patient. Is your partner kind? First, let's talk about you. Are you patient? Are you kind? Do you envy? Do you boast? Because it's telling you love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere and the perseveres part is hard for some people and it has even been hard for me because it's like I gotta go through this I'd rather opt out but perseverance is the gruesome environment when you know you can get to the other side but it's like I don't really I don't need to go through this I don't have to choose this. And no, you don't have to. But love always perseveres. If it's love. So for more information about relationships, of course, you know, we can get into that in another program called Relationship. Um, and I'll talk to... I'll talk about that. Doors open. Excuse me. So with this chosen partner, with this chosen connection, the cooperation from your partner within this relationship, it has to be an agreed upon plan of action. Transforming relationships, understandings of trust. This is what this the goal of this is. So you have to have a, an agreed upon plan. So what you decide to conquer together has to be productive for both of you, not just you know, beneficial for the, for one, it has to be beneficial for both of you. And if you're a family, it has to be beneficial for the entire family. In the bed. So to be mutually involved is to separate yourself from the idea that the two of you operate as individuals. 
and it may not be as easy as it sounds, but you have to get away from this idea that in just in this moment, I'm not talking about forever, in this moment, when you're trying to rebuild this bond and restore this connection, that you are individuals. You have to separate yourself from that idea because this is a moment that you must embrace the idea of building an interpersonal relationship. You're already in a relationship. Now this is an interpersonal relationship, meaning this is personal for the both of you. Um, this has nothing to do with this, but I was talking to my, other, my daughter the other day. And we were talking about the differences and the levels of being dependent and independent and codependent. And I was telling her the goal is to be interdependent. I said, but in order to get there, you have to go through these certain stages. Life just evolves that way. When you're born, you're born as a dependent, legally, financially, and, and you know, emotionally. Into in um, what was it? What I was going to say? Psychologically as well. Um. You go through these levels. So seeing the fact that you're t- you two are here in this interpersonal relationship because it's just not your relationship. It's just not their relationship. And you're just not you. And they're just they are just not them. You are together. And this is yours. This is how I would say it. This is ours. So we have to do this. One sound, one band, one sound, one mind, one body. We have to work on this together, shared spirit. You have to think like your spouse. You have to gain and just open yourself up to being shared and to accepting what's being shared. So this sort of relationship dynamic does not take um, a lot of time and energy, but it's just a lot of facets and it's different for everybody. It is, and it's, but it's it's beautiful. It's amazing because I can look at some people and see how they operate, and I just wonder, you know, I just wonder, you know, how how do we get there? How do we, you know, make it? And it's everybody's is different. To evolve is different. Everybody's relationship doesn't travel the same way. It doesn't, you know, come to the same conclusion. It's just beautiful in its its own. I like to listen to uh, couples talk about, you know, just the story of them. And then I look at my own story and I'm like, oh, wow. So if we just persevere, (laughs) you know, this is what. This is something similar to where I could be. So, so think of always being on the same page. Always being in the, you know, on the, the exact word as your partner. This is a shared spirit. But you have to understand how each other perceives things. And that's a tackle to kind of get across. It's like learning this and, and, and understanding that you have to be open just from learning from this person um and this is the mutuality in the terms of family and support stability benefit love career trust and support of one another so assessing these risks and rewards because there are risks and rewards in everything in life there's trial and errors but together as that united force you have planned on becoming that 
on becoming that from the beginning as the individuals as coming in as individuals you came into this union as individuals you know it just didn't start on the day that you said hey i do some people for some people it don't even start on that day i was listening to what's the lady i don't know it's the lady that does the uh how did how anyway she's the woman king she plays in the woman king the lead role in the woman king and she was talking about her her husband and she said that you know People think that marriage starts on the day that you say, I do, and it doesn't. It starts on the day that you look over at your partner in the bed and be like, I just want to, I just want to strangle you. <laughs> and she said, that's when marriage begins. Um, so coming into this union, understanding that this is the person, you know, this is my person. This is where I am and embracing that person. It just comes with the same tools as your own journey. The everything you had to do to accept yourself. Not like it's a heavy task, but the things that you did to self-embrace. are so A lot of those tools are very similar in order to embrace your partner. Um, if that makes it more simple to understand. So focusing on what's ahead of you, like what's in front of you, what's in your hand, instead of the insecurities that have fallen to the wayside and were thrown out over there and those things that show up, um, especially those things from the past, you know, that's not what the focus is on. Focus on what you have right now. And if those insecurities are right now, then sort them out. But if they are long gone, try to take it with a grain of salt. And move forward, move on, move along. Because you have to communicate um, and, and confirm and reassure that everything is okay. And that your connection is strong and your connection is healthy. You know, you have to practice how you notice what's going to cause your emotions to flare up and go out of control. And, and so, and all this yelling. And some people throw things and some people diss. And some people do a lot of things. Those are the moments that you got to take, you rein yourself in and be like, okay. All right, this is not needed. This is unnecessary. And this is only going to make my partner shut down. Because that's what most people do is when they're on the receiving end of those things, they shut down. Some people book back, but a lot of people shut down. So along with that expression of emotions, you have to choose how to relay yourself and how to express those emotions in the, in the simplest and, and, and with the simplest form. Emotional regulation is very important when when working with yourself and working with your partner. Um, once these things have been established for you and established for your partner, you have to move into repairing what has been. Okay, so, you know, moving into this repairing of what has been disturbed before you proceed you have to analyze did we even have trust put in place did we even allow trust to be earned did we take that time before we got here that's a very important piece of information that i think you know is crucial and i think was missing for me i didn't take the time in the beginning of my own personal experience um, of knowing that is there trust and are we building trust, you know, and it blinded me. So the things that came kind of knocked me down and I was ready to opt all the way out. 
I mean, literally, not even a month married, I don't think. <laughs> but it's no joke. Um, but it wasn't there in position as it should have been. It wasn't there um, being worked on, I don't believe. So that's what spawned me to write this program, to sit down and go through these things with one another. And then I'm like, okay, we didn't work this. And I was on my last step. And I was like, yeah, I have to share this. Like I said, most of my programs, I would say 98% of the programs that I write, I've written them for me or for a family, like family issues. And then I'm sharing them and I'm teaching on them. So my first step, after I looked away from what was getting on my nerves, what was hurting me, what just came in out of nowhere seemed like, was to pay attention to the fact that I wasn't in the mode of trusting. I just was like, I'm done. I don't like this. I can't deal with this. But I had to evaluate. Not reevaluate. I had to evaluate. I literally was like, reset. Brand new phone again. <laughs> I had to evaluate. And it's not, it's, it's the, the partial trust is no trust, basically. So I had to recognize distrust in order to repair that relationship. Um, so you have to recognize where there's no trust, there's distrust, partial trust, however you want to put it, in order to go and go forward into repairing your connection. So take some time whenever you get a chance and sit down and just create your own plan um, of being self-accountable when it comes to the repair, the repairing of your connection make a list of positive habits that you have within your current relationship that you may have not have noticed before right now you can also ask your partner to partner to do this as well and these are the tools that are going to help you and your partner to get where you desire for your connection to be for me my goal is just to be a have a healthy connection that's it I don't need it to be blissful. I don't need it to be always happy. I don't need it to be this. I need it to be healthy. But when you're healthy, naturally you're happy. So my goal is to have a healthy connection, to have a healthy marriage, to have a healthy family unit, to have healthy intimacy, to, you know, just all overall be healthy. So by utilizing these habits, adding to your list constantly, even the more positive habits and better enhancing them as you go forward as a couple, and as an individual, remember that interpersonal relationship is momentarily for the moment that you are here together and working together. One mind, one body, one band, one sound. And if you're not currently partnered, hey, this is something you can also do for yourself. It all leads back to you. Respect the choice in, in acknowledging trust acknowledging the transformation of relationships under the standards of trust there's truth in trust until next time stay happy stay healthy stay healing stay